0: Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ian Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at OutlinesVenture.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on
2: your mind today? Hi Anne, Uh, I'm thinking about operational structure these days. We've had a few meetings in the last week or two weeks where we've been talking with a lot of our startup uh, portfolio companies with uh, others in the space here in Seattle while you've been visiting. Um, I think I'd like to talk about the different ways in which we put together the organizational structure so that the team you're building can rise in different uh, verticals if you will. Or would you even say uh, in proportion
0: or in accordance with their skills, interests, and individual
2: contributions? Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. The difference between rising in the management sector versus rising as an individual contributor. I think even the uh, industrial sector, Boeing, for example, Monster Company, has the idea that individual contributors can have great value in the company and they can rise and they can get promoted and they can get uh, increases in salary and so on. And these are all things that are important to uh, team members as they come into a company and move up through the over the years, right? If you don't have a kind of codified system, an organized system for somebody to do that, then the only way that somebody can rise is management. And that would be a big problem. So I want to kind of dig into that. How would you set up a system so that people can rise in different ways in different departments? And that is probably different from company
0: to company because there's not culture involved in this as well. Absolutely. Uh, the cultures of promotion, for example, mm-hmm. which vary from a company, say, a
2: Microsoft to a Google. That's right. We were just talking with somebody about that who's very active in the uh, hiring space and uh, talent uh, you know, acquisition and so on. And she was telling us that... Uh, there are very different styles of moving ahead in companies from Google to Microsoft to Amazon to major other players just here in the Seattle space where we're taping the show today. So um, I want to get a sense of it, though, from the CEO's point of view, if you will, or the founder's point of view. Maybe it's COO, because some of our CEOs, many of them, turn out to be the wizards and the COOs are the executors. So whatever it is, if your role is the executor in a company rather than the idea person, your job is to execute on the ideas of the wizard and to build a company around it, well then, this is the building of the company concept. So the first thing I would look at, whether it's technology, industry, arts, uh, services, anything, and I think it does go across the entire platform of all these varieties of companies, I would look at how people rise in your company today. And if you're just beginning and it isn't a possibility yet, um, be mindful about how you create those channels um, Rand wrote uh, an interesting book about uh, some of this stuff. Uh, Lost and Founder was just uh, published in May, and I know I, it's, you know, what, full disclosure, right? He's my kid. We built Moz together, and, and uh, it sounds like I'm just, you know, nepotistically promoting his book. But seriously, inside that book, but even in blog posts, which are completely free online, and you'll find a lot of them at moz.com, just free He has published lists of kind of the titles that he constructed within the Moz company so that you have a template of this kind of thing. So you don't have to just listen to the generic stuff here. Go see how individual companies do it. Moz is just one of them. Right. But he came up with titles so that it made sense as an individual contributor. You understood that as you come in, you come in with, I don't know, tactical hands to the keyboard because this is a tech company. Then you can move up to designing systems or managing code flow systems uh, or uh, in the marketing department. There were other ways to look at it, so on. But you didn't manage humans You managed projects, you managed ideas, you managed uh, designing of systems and processes, and over time you became um, kind of the expert in it. And if you become the expert in a scientist, the uh, coder, whatever it is, right, then you kind of reach that highest level and you're at more of an EVP level, an executive VP level, or a president level, and so on. Management is quite a different track, right? Indeed. And
0: wouldn't you say that it also needs to start, You want, we want to be talking to the CEOs here, mm-hmm. um, as you just said, that they have to first understand themselves mm-hmm. and where they fit into it, and then they have to understand what are the seats on their bus, Mm -hmm. that they need to fill and what are the people that are going to fill that and then they need to build out the teams and figure out how to bring the talent that wants to come up to the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. If I can carry my bus metaphor Mm -hmm. a little bit longer. And uh, the people who are much happier just sitting in the back row of
2: the bus cranking out what it is they do best. Right. So again, getting a sense of... Who wants to go where in your company? Uh, Folks who would like to achieve more, if you will, uh, control and uh, authority and responsibility and so on are very different from those who, as Anne points out, just want to crank out this work. Um, I think a good example would be uh, a while back uh, when Moz was very small, we moved from services to software and the requirements on the engineering team to build out what we were about to build out were significantly different and so rather than just say, hey, you're all fired and we're going to go hire different folks, uh, it, it wouldn't have been very mozzy of us. So we didn't. Uh, what we said was we're willing to uh, pay for training so that you can learn these new skills and keep, you know, with the department and so on and kind of expand your uh, value and power, not just here, but should you go anywhere else, either company or around the world, um, this will enhance your resumes as well. Um, we were surprised at how few wanted to do it. Most of the team actually just wanted to crank out what they were doing with their specialty, you know, and their field and keep on doing it. So they preferred to jump ship at that point and to get good references from us. They did very good work and find, uh, positions in other companies, and that's fine, too. So getting comfortable with that as a senior leader uh, is important, and asking the question is important. Who wants to take this training and move forward uh, is different from the number of people who will take the training. Um, I think that speaks to broader issues around you know, businesses and, and skill sets that are declining uh, economically around the world. You know We don't need that many people to chop trees down anymore, um, but, uh, or even turn uh, cranks on a dial but uh, the number of people who want to be retrained so that they can take advantage of really good paychecks in a new economy are significantly fewer than the number of people who are being uh, you know, shoved out of their jobs because we no longer need humans to do what uh, robots or uh, machinery can do. So that's intriguing, and it does apply to how you build your company and how you formulate it.
0: I would think so. And uh, in about a minute, we have to take a break for our sponsors. But when we come back, I wondered if you'd talk about how we fill in that gap where you assemble a team when you have a startup company. They're mostly engineers. They mostly only want to uh, engineer things and solve problems. They're not interested in going up a management track. Um, And, yes, you have to get over your feeling that they are disloyal if they Mm -hmm. leave (laughs) to go to another company. But how do you can we talk after the break about how you source the people who would be leadership material and bring them into your company? What do you think about when you're doing that?
2: Um, I think that's a great idea. And with that, we'd better take a break here for our sponsors at uh, CEO coach. We'll be right back.
1: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO coach after this. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Amy Kennedy. I'm here with Jillian Musick, And for this podcast, we are talking about how to build your teams and in particular, how to help the talented leaders grow up through your company into leadership positions. So, Jillian, before the break, you identified several ways that you can help the people who do want to lead. For instance, offering training, as you did at Moz, Mm -hmm. in leadership. How do you identify the people who would like to do that and attract them to work in your company when you, Mm -hmm. say, are building, engineering a product and you mostly have engineers?
2: Mm -hmm. Right. That's interesting as well. I'm not sure that it's actually that critical Uh, to make sure that the people you hire will be people who want to continually uh, grow and expand always with your company and so on. Sometimes you are hiring for a particular project and it's understood they have a time with you and they'll have a time with others. And other times when you're saying, no, I want to find somebody who will grow with this company and who will want to remain here and become increasingly valuable over time, that's a different kind of hire. And for that, I think we should have kind of a conversation maybe off to the side with somebody who is in that talent finding space and so on, you know, the the headhunters and so on. But as we look at, um, you know, the formation of the structure that says we move up in management or we move up as an individual contributor, I do think that identifying the traits of the person that you're talking to, whether at the hiring level or once they're already working for you, is important so you can make the correct offers to the correct people. You don't necessarily want to offer a management position to someone who isn't suited for it. They often don't know that they're not suited for it and they think it's the only way to go. So I would make it very clear at the hiring stage and even at the corporate formation stage that this is part of the intrinsic nature of your company. There are multiple ways to rise. The second thing would be looking for your managers. There is this, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, a a whole suite of uh, jokes around managers and so on. Why is it always, you know, the nasty one and so on that becomes the manager and, uh, And maybe it's because we don't identify good management skills at the very earliest moment and we don't provide management training to those we put in manager positions. We simply say, hey, you're really good at your job, why don't you manage a group of people and they will become really good at their job. This is not the same as why don't you hold classes and teach people what you know. That's a different deal. Managing humans is a skill unto itself. Being a teacher is a skill unto itself. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're gonna be good at teaching it and doesn't mean you're gonna be good at uh, managing people who do it. I think what we should be looking at is uh, identifying either the hiring stage or uh, along the way and during employment, um, the traits of those individuals who would do well to rise in one line or the other, individual contributor or in management. Often in management, I think there's this um, idea that, you know, these jokes that say, you know, the nastiest one is always the manager. How did that happen? And so on. Perhaps it's because we don't take a look at management skills and a potential to become a good manager at the very earliest stages. We don't train people in management techniques and management skills. We take a look at people and say, yeah, you're really good at this. Why don't you manage a group of people who are really good at this? That's not good planning. To be really good at something, especially if you're good at something and good at yeah, learning more and then expanding your uh, knowledge so that you can identify new technologies that might be useful to the company and so on, maybe by your very nature, you are not good at managing a whole bunch of other the people. Management is not just about reporting and so on, but there's an awful lot of component in there. And sometimes uh, that and this wizard uh, or individual contributor nature is dichotomous. Management is also about Being highly empathic, understanding who you have to hire and who you have to promote and who you have to offer the promotion to is really important because many people won't know that they are not qualified to become managers. They kind of think it's the only way to go. That's why we're counseling you now as a senior leadership team to build into your company and make it very plain from the beginning and the hiring process and so on, that you have multiple ways to grow in the company. Every division should have perhaps its own titles if necessary so that people understand they can move up. They can gain a more salary because they become more valuable to your company also set out a very careful list, if you will, a rubric that says if you come in and you've got fingers to the keyboard and then you move up and you get to, uh, I don't know, designing uh, more systems around whatever it is that coding took to, to create, then you get to the next level and now you are designing systems and processes and so on. All of those can be implemented by others. The designer of certain types of things inside your company, whether it's in operations, finance, uh, engineering, or marketing, or customer service, all of these kinds of things are very different. People should have a very clear idea when I move from doing this task to moving up to doing a task that requires not only experience in this sector, but a broader understanding and a deeper understanding of the knowledge required to really operate this department so I I can still move up as an individual contributor. And those individual contributors don't often report to too many people. Right, and they certainly don't have others reporting to them. They may work with teams, right? And they may work with multiple ones. I think, Anne, you've got a colleague, a friend who is at Amazon yes. and has been there for a number of years and seven up, years, right? Moved up as an individual contributor. Yeah. Explain more about the breadth of her uh, impact over these years, and she has never had to manage a single soul. She has people on her team,
0: yeah. but it is not. A management, it's more of a design team. She's a senior UX designer um, and has been there seven years and was uh, in the early days working on the section head to the platforms for vendors to get their stuff onto Amazon. Now she's over working at Alexa um, building the tools. I think you said it that what is it called? The um, programming flow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's working on that and she is absolutely deliriously happy there and she's been there as I said for seven years Mm -hmm. oh and by the way she's 70 years old Mm -hmm. so it is a very unusual person um, to be in what is understood to be the culture at Amazon Um, but what she when she started there I remember her saying to me what I really want to do is I want to just go up in my ivory tower and solve problems so she was very clear on what she wanted to do. She had a long history with orbits and also running her own startup. So I just want to go solve problems. Uh, the problem she solves for Amazon makes the money. They love it. And, mm-hmm. and the, uh, that brought me to another thought, though, is individual contributors sometimes get lost in terms of uh, being rewarded. and. Uh, In her case, Amazon has been very good about that in so many ways, not just financially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's something that CEOs need to think about is Mm -hmm. um, how do we make sure that there are rewards? You mentioned titles, Mm -hmm. um, definitions, but how do we make sure that your individual contributors can see, yes, there is a way for me to attain recognition and Mm -hmm. reward uh, for what I do without having to become a manager of other people Right. Which is what I don't want to
2: do. Right. So um, often, especially in the individual contributor world, um, people can have a tremendous value and impact across a number of departments within an organization. For something as large as Amazon or Google or Microsoft and so on, individual contributors can impact uh, everything from the workflow to the design to the strategic movement of the company without having managed a single person. Um, as such, they need to be acknowledged for their contribution toward whatever it is that they have developed, whether it's a new product line or, again, even moving the strategic focus of the company um, at every level. So acknowledgement is one thing, um, and, and some of that could be literally putting it in white papers as you describe what the company is doing you give written acknowledgement to the team that made that happen and these individual contributors can see that their work and their effort has been acknowledged the second thing would be flexibility for example this colleague of yours uh, and who is at Amazon uh, was able to take months off for personal uh, needs and so on without ramification this is not necessarily so with a manager they can do do it, But there's a huge impact on the team that they are managing. Uh, managers tend to be folks who want to be on site, engaged with other humans and making the most out of those people and helping them to, uh, you know, how should I say, perform at the top of their game right? Individual contributors often can work anywhere in the world, uh, phoning in whatever they've got to do, or if you will, uploading whatever they've yeah, got to do. It's not exactly phoning it in. Not anymore. <laughs> all right. So you get the idea though, right? This flexibility can be more valuable to one kind of employee, less valuable to another. What people want in terms of the amount of people time is increased for extroverts and decreased for introverts. And all of these kinds of things have to come together. they is no 100% style of human being that becomes an individual contributor versus a manager. Extroverts can be individual contributors, too. They can be corporate evangelists. They can be public speakers. They can do all kinds of things for you. Uh, It all depends on all of the requirements of that person in their lifestyle at that time in their lives uh, as to what will make them most valuable to you and your company most valuable to them. When you hit that sweet spot, that's when you have a truly functional organizational
0: structure. Okay, a worthy goal for any startup. So we need to take another break for our sponsors. When we come back, Uh, Let's see what we can sum up for our CEOs as their action steps in this endeavor of building a corporate structure that allows your talent to bloom each in their own gardens. You like that? Sounds good. (laughs) CEO Coach, we'll be right back. More
1: on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this.
0: Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs.
1: We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them.
0: Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more.
1: We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today about building your corporate structure so that you have the maximum uh, ability for your various talented hires to reach their best level, whether that is in management or whether it is as an individual Contributor. So, some of the things that we've talked about that I heard you say, Jillian, one was for the management people. They may not come in as managers, they may not come in as leaders, but if they are willing for you to train them in that area, that that's a good sign. I also think we talked some about compensating um, each the individual contributors, in particular, in ways that have meaning that make them feel they are advancing without having to do the management, um, identifying the people. So for a CEO in our remaining five, five minutes here, um, What would you tell them? What are your super top tips for this about how
2: to do this? Right. So the first thing is make sure that you are very clear and uh, extroverted, if you will, about your, um, so explicit about the fact that you have multiple ways to move up in your company. So individual contributor or management tracks, I think, are very important. And in each division, they may have different names. They have different requirements. I get pretty granular about this and making sure that if you're not writing it out, someone who is your executor is writing it out. Um, You don't need an HR professional to do this. You actually need somebody probably to help you in each of the individual departments if they already exist. If you're fleshing it out because you're just starting out, well, that's fine too. Over time, these things can be uh, changed. It's a living document. Make sure, though, that you're explicit about it and that you've got the structure set, an idea of how people will move up. The second thing, I think, tip number two, would be to identify managers, as you said, and by those who are willing to be trained uh, in the concept of management itself. Again, we, we uh, have people who are good at something. It doesn't make them a good teacher, right? It doesn't make them a good presenter. It doesn't make them a good manager. Whatever it is they're going to do, you must also train in this. Highly empathic people are really good managers. They attract, retain, and delight the people working for them, and they elicit the top-level uh, work. Highly empathic people don't necessarily elicit the top-level work, so you have to have highly empathic plus people who have a good sense of, I should say, uh, coordination, uh, group communication, uh, driving toward uh, end deliveries and being on time and organized and so on. So you need a multitude of uh, assets and attributes that would go with this manager. Make sure you're identifying them well, that you don't hire willy-nilly or promote willy-nilly. Don't offer management positions to those who only have some of those attributes help them to acquire the rest of them or hire somebody new and then I think the third tip would be make sure this is a living document over time the requirements of your company change when people need to move on it's okay Always offer the ability to grow with your company, to learn new skills, to be with, I don't know, in conferences, events, classes, etc., to meet with others and acquire attributes that will, uh, you know, get people where they're going, whether it's in management or in individual contributor roles. Regardless of where that is, always offer it, but don't be so insistent that you don't give people the choice to bow out and move on. And
0: part of that I would say is also, as a founder and a CEO, uh, don't think about this as a loyalty issue. If some of your people do elect to move on, if they are on the leadership track and they do, you may need to examine how you're doing things, what is in your structure, what are the problems, but if you are, if you're, it's your engineering team, remember, these are the people who live to solve problems and to solve problems and to invent new things. And maybe it's just time for them to go do that for somebody else. It has nothing to do with loyalty. It has everything to do with their, their talents.
2: Right. So essentially, I think it's focus on your team. Find out what they require. Make sure that your company meets those needs and when they don't. Time to move on. Um, And I think that might be it for today's CEO Coach, Ann.
0: Yep, that's it for this week at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach or at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on our Facebook page, which is called CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at OutlinesVenture.com. Till next time.
1: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.
0: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse?